swagger, okay? Regardless of what happens out there, doesn't matter. Keep your swagger. Everybody, welcome to the Five Hole Fantasy Hockey Podcast. We're your hosts today, TJ, Zach, and Raj. Hey there. Hey, hey, hey. Today we got the Week 13 preview playoffs for most of us. As always, we're going to start off with the injuries, and we got some big ones. I feel like I say that every week, and it's kind of a bummer. Zach Wierenski, out for the season. Sports hernia surgery. What do you guys think that the trickle-down effect of this one is? Raj, starting with you, man. Like, What do you think happens in columbus uh nothing because it's columbus i don't i don't care that much to be honest it's just uh you know the the you know seth jones will probably have to pick up some slack but i'm sketched out by columbus at this point zach what about you buddy that's the uh, white flag I have right been you know readily been down down on columbus i i don't trust them in general every time you ask me about a columbus player i'm for the most part not in on it uh, so I'm going to stick with that. Um, I agree that, you know, Seth Jones is going to get a little bit of a bump. Barf. It looks like Michael Delzato is going to be on that first line or, well, Second the barf, first I pairing think. along with Seth Jones. But, I mean, does that really do it for you either? He had like a blip. He had like a one-week stretch of being of being relevant and being kind of a buzzword around fantasy. But I just don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see how, like, you know, Rensky up until I think it was like six games he's been hot, had been frustrating people on power play too or wherever. I just don't see how Michael Delzato fixes that. Don't see it. <laughs> oh, I don't. I don't either. Let's talk about replacements, man. But you asked a question. Jared Spurgeon is like the hottest commodity on the waiver wires right now. He's been... One of the most added players for like four days straight for the most part. Minnesota's power play is getting their shit together. And Spurgeon has been a beneficiary of that. He's been, I mean, today he's number four. Yesterday he was like, let's let's check it here. He was number two. The day before that he was number one. So Jared Spurgeon, his stock is rising. I, th- You know, I if it available, he's like 41% owned right now. But uh, my question to you guys is like, Minnesota has turned it around something fierce right now like their power play two weeks ago we were talking about how it was the worst in 40 years worse since like 78 <laughs> and now all of a sudden they're like they're clicking did something just shift or is this just a hot streak what do you guys think zach i think it's a hot streak but there's nothing wrong with hot streaks there's nothing wrong with that they kind of started turning things around as they went young this year um i love their style of play and I think it kind of plays into this whole hot streak that they are having as a team in general. I don't think there's any reason to say that they can't, you know, keep it going for a couple of weeks. Why not? Why not? And Minnesota does have a pretty sweet schedule. I mean, Matt Dumba's not far. So Jared Spurgeon, 41%. Matt Dumba, 44%. They do offer you different stuff, uh, as I think, you know, Dumba, I don't know. They're looking pretty similar. Like the blocks are, are kind of in line, but um, yeah, they're not far off. Jared Spurgeon has just been so much hotter right now. He's got like all four of his assists are on the power play, which is which is nutsy, and that's not characteristic of Minnesota. Um, let's talk like Jacob Truba or Jared Spurgeon, Raj. Which would you go for? Truba, just for bangs in a categories league. Yeah, in a, in a categories league, Spurgeon. Truba for sure. They're not far off in points. 
but you know, like Spurgeon's doing so much more on the power play and it's, it's a matter of like Minnesota's power play isn't to me, it's not reliable over like a long stretch, but recently for sure. You look at guys like Ryan Ellis just randomly came back today. He's 46% owned. So that to me, number one, that's an upgrade. I think like Ellis versus Wierenski just flat out this year, I probably would have picked Ellis, but, uh, you know, he came back. So if you can get ahead of the curve, I think he's a pretty good replacement. Matt Grizzlick day to day. Once again, that is a pretty big bummer, but Zach, you were talking the other night, Rasmus Dahlin on like a, what, four game point streak now? He's got five points. Who'd have thunk it, man? Streaks in Buffalo just don't make sense. And I have them. I'm happy about it. <laughs> I'm surprised though, too. Uh, okay, so let's get a little deeper into the to the roster ship here. There's like Ryan Graves, who's 36% owned. You're really shifting what you're hunting at that point because like Wierenski was shots and, and some points you would hope and peripherals, not so much, but Graves... He's not a hitting machine this year. He's he's blocking a ton, which is weird. But is that like a sufficient replacement at all? So I think you can find some decent replacements, especially if you're mainly to looking to, you know, replace points on your defense. You know, just as like a couple of let's go check options. You have Eric Carlson at 67%. You know what I mean? You know, let, 67% isn't that high. To check. It, it's worth a look if you're looking just to replace that. He is, you know, very similar offensive production. OEL is also at six, uh, 67%. Similar. Not going to get you the blocks, though, but he will get you hints. Then under, like, under 50% guys, here uh, we kind of touched on Matt Dumba, who's at 44 in Yahoo. Not bad. And a really deep one. And I know this one sounds crazy, uh, but it's not a horrible replacement with, you know, some offense and some uh some perifs, not exactly tit for tat, but like a Travis Sandheim, two hmm. percent, um, and and a lot of very similar looking numbers. If if you really get down and look at it, Colton Perrieco just came back too, man. He's under fifty percent. The ceiling is pretty high on him. Adam Larson always for hits and blocks, man. Like just shift what you're hunting down. Um, Phil Heronic is out there. Justin Schultz is on a tear right now. <sighs> it sucks. I mean, you never like to see anybody go down, and I mean we're going to talk about it here too. Ellie Tolvanen, week to week, uh, lower body injury. The implications here, I think it was, uh, shit, who was it? It was like Grimaldi online one, which which was a l- like really strange. But, you know, he, he was a streamer. He was found money for most of us. Who do you guys like in terms of replacements for him? There's no way to replace him, man. <laughs> Love that guy. You can't replace him no, in your heart, exactly, and I understand exactly. that. But you might, but you might be able to replace him on your roster. That's Rush. true. There's a few guys. I mean, if it's temporary, like I don't know how how tanking Nashville is right now. It seems like they're throwing in full tank mode at this point. But they're fucking eleven for- two in their last thirteen games. I know, but now all of a sudden everybody's injured, and it's just kind of. We'll see. Wind, wind out of your sails yeah. sort of thing. But, uh, I mean, some guys who have been hot lately uh, in similar situations point-wise is like Jesper Bratt, uh, mm. 16% owned, eight points in his last seven. I don't know how much I trust it, like near zero, but Colin Blackwell's got six goals in his last <laughs> yeah. eight still. He's fucking random. And, it, dude, Connor Brown's got goals in seven straight. Dude, Phil Kessel. Phil Kessel is still doing it. Phil Kessel, Jared McCann at 38%. Pavel Zaka's got six points in his last four games, uh, seemingly out of nowhere. Same to go with your your Jesper Bratt, Michael Bunting, you know, Mikey B. I don't know. 
as of right now, I also kind of like as a, a decent tit for tat here. I mean, you can just just go to the other side of the wing and look at Victor sure. Arvidsson yeah. for thirty three percent. He he's gonna he's gonna get you those points. He is shite for perifs, and we all know that. That's out of shots for sure. A, a nice like roundabout guy who who does a little bit of everything and definitely is going to help you out on hits where Tolvanen did. You know, Tolvanen wasn't just uh, wasn't just points. Very little shots, great on points because he maximizes shots. But he was also out there hitting. So kind of for that kind of all around game, I'm looking more at like an Alex Tuck at forty percent. So here's one for you guys. Somebody that to me kind of was like in a photo finish race for streamer of the year. Jason Robertson, 33%. Two more. Two more goals tonight. The kid, like... Anyone named Robertson. The kid, the kid's on it. So, so like, I think, you know, line one, he was power play one. I think they bumped things around. I think Heskinen came up tonight. So Robertson's, like, floating between power play one and power play two. Power play one has been pretty sturdy. But, you know, 15 shots in his last five games... Not so much for Paris, but he's got more than enough points to make up for it. Robertson, perfect replacement, I think. Uh, okay, going going down the rest of the injuries here, like you got Ryan Nugent Hopkins day-to-day. They put him on IR today. Uh, I can't remember if it was retroactive or not, but that's definitely something to monitor. They're running with two super centers right now as they got Dreisaitl and McDavid centering their own lines. Uh, Neil and Ennis came back. I think Ennis, Puyarvi are winging McDavid, Cahoon, and Yamamoto winging Dreisaitl. Uh, as we said before, Matt Grizzlick day-to-day. Charlie McAvoy also ruled out for Sunday when this episode drops. They were doing the five-forward power play today versus the rain, or versus our flyer, Zach. Uh, our penalty kill was pretty good today, so it didn't, didn't click, but uh, that is... Yeah, we won. <laughs> we got a win yeah, today, man. News. David Krejci gets a little bump being on power play one. If they keep rocking this five forward thing, it's like this, that's just an itch. They, they always want to scratch. So Krejci looks good on the line too. So he, he, you know, he can, he can definitely quarterback it. Krejci looks good in general. Nick Foligno's day to day with an upper body injury. Oliver Wallstrom is day to day too. Um, We're going to get into the fallout of this Kyle Palmieri trade where you're like, you know, now that we have a couple games under our belt, we see some line combinations, but Leo Komarov stayed on line one and it, to me, it was because Wallstrom wasn't playing. So there is there is one extra winger that's probably going to push Leo Komarov off. But um, yeah, I, th- I think Wallstrom's worth keeping an eye on because he could possibly be the one to replace Komarov on line one, which would be super interesting. It's a big maybe, but the chances are not zero. Rob Thomas, week to week, undisclosed injury. Steven Stamkos, day-to-day for now. He is out for Tuesday's game, could be back Thursday. And this is where we got into our tinfoil hat discussion about, you know, <laughs> whether or not they long-term IR him and make a play for Hall, which would just be absolutely nutsy. Bobby Ryan out for the season. Ryan Getzlav placed on IR. Kevin Fiala, really late one today. He did a lap before the game, just couldn't do it. So to me, that kind of says, um, you know, it, it was it was. He's working yeah, it was, it was a 50-50 shot going into today's game, so I think the odds will probably be better going into the next game. So I think it's going to be short. Returns, Ryan Ellis, we already talked about it. Anthony Duclair should be back on Tuesday. Ryan Dezingle came back. Jake Gardner, Ricard Raquel, Jonathan Bernier, Victor Arvidsson, and Alec Martinez all came back since our last episode. Whew. Now let's get into the storylines here, guys. We got some trades. It was a busy day, but by way of volume, not so much with value. Um, David Savard to Tampa. 
Is there any implications you guys can think of? Zach, anything for you? Ew. No. Ew. It's a good real life move, I think. That's about it's it. Great. Oh, I'll give it to you for for real sure, life yeah. hockey. Yeah. And peripherals, I guess. I would even see them going down just on like a permanent basis. I wonder if he loses a little bit of time. Wonder where he's going to slot in. I mean, same same thing with uh, with our our next player, Brandon Montour, going to Florida. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's a that's a depth move, and and that is all. Yeah, I think power play two is maybe the ceiling there. We were also talking before era that like all these guys on Twitter were throwing out these, you know, these analytics guys were throwing out the, you know, the, what do you call them? Those heat maps and things like that. And it was just like, yeah, Brandon Montour is bad. Well, he's on Buffalo. That's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen when you're on Buffalo. Like your heat map is just, it's not going to be pleasant to look at. Yeah. Brandon Montour, what do you guys think? Is there anything good about this one that you think like getting out of Buffalo for anybody is, is going to be a bump in value. But Raj, you've been talking for the last couple episodes now that Brandon Montour is, was leading them in goals over the last little bit. So I wonder if that can carry over at all. He did. He was, it's not even right. He was doing a little bit there, but big fish in a puddle in, in Buffalo. Right. But now <laughs> coming into Florida, he's going to have a, a few guys ahead of him in terms of offense, you know, a couple other guys who play similar roles. You know, you got Uyghur who's kind of doing both, uh, both kinds of jobs these days. So, yeah, it's just another one. Good, good, great hockey move. Great for the team. Like I think that's an incredible move for the team. But for fantasy, it's I, I don't think it's. I think, I think he's a power play two guy. I think he's a power play two guy. So like yeah. he, you know, you had the the Razmai taking up power play one and two in Buffalo. So you could see a little bump. I th- I think there are gonna be leagues deep enough out there where Brandon Montour is gonna raise some eyebrows. So I, I do see this as a um as a value up move. Riley Nash to Toronto. He's out four to six weeks. So I just, I, you know, there's no fantasy impact there. The one that I'm most interested in, there's a lot of layers here. The Devin Dubnik to Colorado onion. Uh, let's peel this one back. Zach, what do you think, man? My initial thought was Devin Dubnik gets a, gets a step up here. I mean, he's going to a much better team, but then like usual, you felt the need to throw some cold water on it. I will always throw cold water on it. When it's, I don't know, Devin Dubnik, he was fun in Minnesota. So e- that's so emo of you. Uh, you know, I, I did I did a lot of thinking. That's also very emo of you. I think uh, Grubauer sees a little bit of rest. So I think Dubnik, I think he saw, what, like two games in his last 10. Uh, he, he didn't see too much you know, in the Sharks' last 10, at least. So I do think there's a bump there because Grubauer has yet to go down for his annual groin injury. So they're going to want to play Dubnik as much as they can. This hurts Miska. This hurts Jojo. You know, I don't know. Like he, to me, he's a spot start, but I'm, I'm speaking from like 12 team league kind of things. Like I'll feel more comfortable spot starting Dubnik than I would with Miska or Jojo. But I also think that in San Jose, this is all Jones. So if you, if you're in a volumes league where wins aren't going to matter, because if you take a look at San Jose's rest of season schedule, it's tough. But if wins don't matter, then you're going to get volume from Jones. What about you, Raj? Any any takeaways here? Uh, man, it's tough, right? You get volume, but you get San Jose volume. You want a whole lot of San Jose? They, I mean, they've been better. I, I'm I'm way, way, way years, years beyond trusting uh, Martin Jones in any capacity whatsoever. 
I mean, he had a bunch of you know above nine thirties in a row, and I just still couldn't even look at him. So that's that's kind of where I'm at, especially what come playoff time here. I'm not gonna hitch my playoff hopes to Martin Jones staying a nine thirty goalie. <laughs> Four Colorado <laughs> games in a row, no shot. I, I don't know. So I think Zach, what you had said first off was that Dubnik does go up in value here, but I just you know he doesn't scream hold or anything to me. So let's take a minute to talk about Kyle Palmieri and what we noticed on the island. Was there anything there that kind of got you hyped up for him? I mean, Komarov took that line one spot. So for for all the spots that got shuffled around, none of them touched line one. This also came in tandem with Oliver Wallstrom getting hurt. So maybe that's like a placeholder. Is there anything that you guys are seeing that's that's a bonus here? other than Paul Mary getting left wing eligibility hopefully sometime soon. Yeah, that's another one, man. It seems like a lot of a lot of hockey trades, you know. I just I don't I don't see the offense going uh anywhere special. He is a good category coverage guy usually usually in 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 the New York system. I could see his hits coming back to where they were. I could see maybe some decent blocks for a forward guy and I could really see the offense there's a chance he could go back to, you know, 2030 goal Palmieri, but there's a chance he could be New York Islanders Palmieri and go even, you know, deeper into the defensive end of his game and sure. and less in the offensive game. So it's another one. It's a great, great move in real life. I just, it, it's nothing fantasy. Didn't even crack power play one. Yeah. Wild. Are you guys interested, more interested, less interested at all now that you've seen what Palmieri is? Or at least, you know, first impressions. So I definitely said before about it, if he's not playing with Barzal, I'm not really all that interested. If he's playing on that top line with Barzal, then I'll take a look for sure. Um, but really, that that line, that that third line, isn't really. No, he's playing with JGP, and I get that. That's that's all right. But are you interested? Because I, no. No, actually, I'm really no, kind of not. You know, I was intrigued by the upside of maybe a top-line guy or anything like that. I thought maybe it was JGP. I thought maybe JGP would go up. I thought that would be the play. But, you know, it is it is very on-brand for New York Islanders just to stack depth. And that, I think, is what they're doing. Uh, Raj, you put something together for teams that are, like, pushing, teams that are comfy, that they might be resting some players. Yeah, I'd love to hear it. Yeah, I just kind of went through... Um through each division and, and kind of looked at, um, you know, who's in for sure at this point, who's out for sure at this point, and who's still fighting for it. You know, we've talked a few times about how the the guys who still have something to play for means a couple of things. It means they're probably still trying, <laughs> you know, still trying to get you somewhere. Um, whereas guys at the top, you know, the top couple of teams might take a whole games off, but they also might get used, you know, maybe, you know, cut five minutes out of their nights if they want to just keep them skating, but not uh, risk as much injury kind of thing. So um, in the in the East, the Mass Mutual East, uh, God, I still can't get used to these uh I should have went with Daywood. Yeah, exactly, Dave. I mean, you got Washington, you've got the Islanders, and you've got Pittsburgh, who are kind of in a league of their own. Um, so they're in, whereas you kind of got Boston, Philly, and the Rangers, who are still fighting for it. And then you've got Jersey and Buffalo, who are basically out. So on Washington, I just... I don't see anyone getting sat. Like Ovi doesn't take minutes off. Chara yeah. is old, but he is just—he's a tree. He'll chug him. Uh, so I think 
I think they're fine. Um, Islanders, I don't see them sitting people because they got to put this team together and get some chemistry going. So I don't see much. And they don't play anybody over 15 minutes, basically, on the island either. Uh, Pittsburgh, on the other hand, I could see, you know, Crosby taking a game or two off rest because they know he's going to play 25 minutes in the in the playoffs. And Latang, especially if Malkin comes back too, like that, that almost would be yeah. seamless. Yeah, and Latang could use a rest because he's probably going to get injured, you know, three more times before the playoffs, as it is. Uh, and just in terms of like guys, you could kind of maybe keep an eye on in there is McCann is a big one with all these changes taking place, and then him just being awesome. He's just been awesome. Uh, see where he ends up, right? Um, and then other guys sort of in there is if Latang starts to, to get some rest, Matheson has just been pr- producing. He's gone up almost five minutes time on ice. And as soon as he started getting the time on ice, it did coincide with Pittsburgh playing way better. But um, he's been producing a lot. In the, in the West here, I mean, Colorado, Vegas, and Minnesota are all locks at this point. Um, Colorado is a team that has struggled the last couple of years with injuries. So Grubauer, you know, he's got, a, he's getting some rest now. Um, actually potentially is going to get some rest now. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they gave uh, Mac a bit of a rest mm. because come playoffs, he's going to be, he'll probably just play the entire playoffs. Like, <laughs> you know how he is like, and we saw him in the bubble <laughs> last year where he was just turned into an even higher gear. Um, and then probably Kadri too. Um, I could see him getting a bit of a rest. What do you guys think about Patches or Stone? I mean, they're a bit older dudes, mm. but Stone doesn't seem like the type to take breaks. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Stone, no. Patches, maybe. If I was a, if I was a, a real-life GM, I would be all about sitting people all the time. It's a smart move. It's a smart move. I mean, think about it. How many times have, have we seen the Penguins win a cup like that? Because they're smart. They rest their players. Hockey is a hard fucking game. Yeah, no kidding. It takes a lot out of you. Like, seriously. Would you not rest your players if you if you were those yeah. people? Uh, Say, yeah, he's got an upper body injury. Say, yeah, he has a, a you know, he's, he's got the poops. <laughs> he's got the poops. He can't play today. You know what I mean? Yeah, let's save, a, let's save a couple of bucks today. Bring somebody up from the taxi squad. They can sit and hang out, you know. Sit in the prick box. Uh, sit in the press sit box. In the prick box. It's a smart move. It is. Like, let's yeah. be honest. And and if that affects your your uh, your fantasy your fantasy hockey, uh, you know, I would say tough shit. That's how it is. It doesn't make right. me happy. It doesn't make me happy. Don't get me wrong, but like, I understand fully why they do it because I would do it too. I think Grubauer. Grubauer is probably the guy I'm looking at the most in that division. You know, just with with his injury history and having just picked up Dubnik, like there's your recipe right there. All you got to do is follow it. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good call. And then I'd assume Vegas is going to go pretty 50-50 here on out now that the both guys are back. Yep. Um, in the in the Central, Carolina, Tampa, Florida, man, that is three tough teams. They are in a league of their own in the Central. It's them three, and then there's a few fighting for fourth but um tampa could probably stand to rest everybody at this point mm-hmm. uh, all of the all the tampa players have played in every game except uh sorelli uh who's injured for a bit um so i could see i mean stamkos is obviously down now Ooh, side note 
I made some money. Um, I bet on Stamkos not to score tonight. He didn't. No, he didn't. He didn't. And no. uh, apparently I got the news about Stamco not playing tonight before the odds makers did because you could still bet on Stamkos to get zero goals and almost double your money. Sweet loophole. Uh, Sweet loophole. Yeah. Damn, how much money could you possibly put it. on that? All of it. Uh, I put down s- 75 bucks and turned <laughs> it into about 130 I think. <laughs> so. Could you not have put down like five thousand dollars? That's all I had in my my account on that on there right now. But yeah, <laughs> now you have more. Um, I was so good push chip. all my I push all my chips into the yeah middle. exactly right um, insider trading. Uh, so yeah, Carolina, I could see them uh, maybe resting up stall obviously because he's old. Uh, but Hamilton um, mm. can maybe use a break. Yeah, um, I wonder if that's seems not like a bad a choice. You know, like get get your other guys a little bit of power play one time, get them thinking offensively. It makes sense. But I hate to think about and it because I got so much Hamilton. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, and in Florida, man, is anybody putting in more work than Barkov these days, right? Like he's he's had an injury this year, I guess, but he has been like 21, 22 minutes a night just bringing along all these guys like who the fuck is for like who are these guys who he's just turning into <laughs> players every year so i could see him maybe taking a bit of a break but on the flip side maybe they just don't want to slow down maybe they just want to run I right into the playoffs, you know keep it's going. so tight it's so tight there so i just i don't see that being the right call yeah like tampa, I, tampa almost has no choice but to but florida carolina you know Outside of stall, like you're saying, just for longevity reasons, but I don't know. Yeah, and then to see what happens with Monter, as we said, and then the in the most decided, already decided division is is Canada, Scotia North, I guess. Um, I don't know. I've got it pretty much locked to Toronto, Edmonton, Winnipeg, Montreal. Um, mathematically, the Canucks with all these games could catch Montreal, but only if let's say the you know, Montreal just died and the Canucks didn't lose. So it's pretty set. And Montreal, I mean, obviously kind of the, the fringe team there, sort of in theory, but they're old. Montreal is old. So you could see maybe Weber getting a break. Price, you know, is going to get a big break. Yeah, he has been. Petrie, Tatar, those guys could all probably start to see either some less minutes or even nights off. Which could, like, you know, if you keep an eye on it, you might be able to see some bonus minutes for the younger guys, like Suzuki, who's been, you know, needing a kick in the butt lately. Might be worth getting him going. Uh, and if they do start to rest those D, maybe uh, Romanov or Romanov or whatever, he might get back into some games. I don't know. He's been kind of a kind of a disappointment all around. Yeah, man. That's that's about that. I mean, there's no one really in Edmonton. It's you have the two big guys or you don't. Not much you can do there. I think Winnipeg's in a weird spot because they were just starting to figure out their lines, and then you lost Wheeler, who's kind of like the humongous piece of the whole picture. Dude, Cop. Cop looks so good. Yeah. He's on the top line right now. He scored a power play goal tonight from power play two. Um, I think he's going to be... I I said it a couple episodes ago. I think we're going to be saying his name quite a lot over the next couple weeks here. Yeah, and that's who back. I did have as a as a as a guy to really look at because, and he hits too, right? He he's mm-hmm. yeah thirty thirty one points this year, man. Fifty two hits, 
doing all right. And the one thing is, though, in Winnipeg, too, it, it doesn't really seem like it, but they roll all their forwards pretty equally. Uh, even Shifley's under 20 minutes now, I believe. They don't really need to rest guys other than guys who are broken, like Wheeler and and that. But just something to keep an eye on, right? Like you never you never want to set your lineup and then look and go, ah, oh, shit, he's on the bench. So this is the one time of year in the playoffs when you do have to keep an eye on maybe more resting than uh, in previous years and maybe more unexpected line changes as we've already all found out. So something to keep an eye on. Like we were talking earlier today about how Toronto just somehow magically created more space by taking somebody on. And then you see the same thing happen with Florida. Um, Like these teams are just playing to me. It feels like they're gearing up. Like what, what do you think is on the horizon here? I do also think that uh, Toronto is going to make another move. And I hope that Florida does too. With Freddie being on the long-term IR, it definitely opens up some cap space options. Um, And this is when you trade for a Ricard Raquel and send away maybe, you know, even though you have a, a Galchenyuk that you just got and is actually working out, you you did boost his, you, you know, you have him, you know, highlighting along with a, a top line of Matthews and Marner. So his kind of trade value maybe goes up a little bit, but most likely you are not going to re-sign him uh, considering he's going to be an unrestricted free agent or even an Alexander Kerfoot. Uh, which I also don't see them re-signing in the long term. Who they're you know paying three and a half million. Um, you know, Alex Alchenyuk can have a, another notch on his bedpost. Played for sure. another team. Good for you, brother. Um, but I, I would think that that would be the best option uh, to to get rid of you know to move off of either of those players. Um, Galchenyuk obviously is a lot cheaper, so I could see maybe sending back a Kerfoot. Um, in the in the same in the same way, and upgrading to a Ricard Raquel, as opposed to uh, Florida, who just has a ton of cap space. Fucking use it, fucking use it. They have like ten million in cap space. Oh, they got more than that. You figure? I think it's like close to eighteen now. So use it then. Use it then. Fucking. You hell. need you need center depth. Even though uh, Felino's uh, hurt at the moment, I could see going for a Felino, going for a Kerfoot that we just talked about. Um, you know, other decent centers that they could maybe look at. Uh, Adam Henrique, great goal scorer, would look real good on that second or third line. Their second line center is Alex Wenberg right now. You have to remember that. Their center depth is not there. Um, or, you know what? I actually, uh, I, I wrote this one down last because it's uh, it's maybe my favorite of the bunch. Max Domi. I could see him playing a real good style of game down in Florida. I, th- um, I think Columbus would love to get out from him. I, I think it would actually be, I think it would be a good thing for, for all parties involved. Um, I think Domi would play that style of, uh, play that style of offense, um, is a good second line center. He is not a top line center kind of guy. So don't, don't try to turn him into one. And in Florida, he won't be. They have a ton of space, go out and use it. Or even like we talked about before, I would love to see, you know, an Ekholm go to Florida. Man, that would, would look nice. They have the money. They do. I mean, they just Use they just it. shipped out Borgstrom's rights to Chicago. I think that, you know, just kind of bolsters Chicago's depth a little bit in the pipeline. What about like a like a Mikhail Granland? 
I mean, I know Raquel can play center, so that that would that would make sense as well. And they've got enough money to get Hall and Raquel for fuck's sakes, and Ekholm probably shit. But it's just a matter of assets. I wonder if they have the assets to make it happen. And then on Domi, I wonder if I think Bill Zito. It would be crazy. They could even go after like Taylor. They Hall. could they could go after both. Man, they could get they could they could really make things happen here with the amount of money that they do have on Domi. I just wonder since. Bill Zito said that he wanted a defensive style game and, you know, Domi hasn't done well in a defensive style game. I wonder if, you know, Nick, Nick Foligno, that's, that's not something I thought of. And I think that actually makes a ton of sense. Thanks, man. So (laughs) that's actually really interesting that that's, those are two dots that I think should get connected as well. Vancouver games. There was um, an update. looks like what they're coming back Friday. Is that correct? That's what they say. Yeah. Money will prevail. That's that's the moral yeah. of the story. Money has prevailed that's in true. the NHL. They uh they rescheduled a shit ton of games and I'm waiting for you know the the NHL to update their scheduling things so that the uh the sheet will come get like it'll trickle down and be there but I think Edmonton adds a game here and they lose a game there but um Montreal being the only team that that doesn't really get touched with this one. A lot of teams extending their seasons, too, and and they're it's only the North Division, so their playoffs are going to start later. Um, we're going to see a lot of just empty, empty games for fantasy. I think it's like the ninth. The season's over for fantasy, so anything beyond there, I don't know if it's going to count, and that sucks. You know, teams are going like straight up to the fifteenth now, so we are just one hundred percent just losing games in fantasy. Uh, yeah. Okay. So let's get into the schedule breakdown for week number 13. Monday's got nine games, Tuesday, six, Wednesday, seven, Thursday, nine, Friday, five, Saturday, 12, Sunday, six. So we're looking at Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday as our off nights. The four game teams, Boston, Los Angeles, Colorado, Vegas, San Jose, Anaheim, Montreal, Buffalo, Minnesota, the New York Rangers, the New Jersey Devils, Philadelphia, and Washington. Teams with the most off nights. And Toronto. Toronto? They have four as well? Season okay, or. Toronto. I, I think I took one out because at the time that I was writing this, it wasn't, it was a, uh, it was a Vancouver game. Not only that, but they actually have uh, my favorite early week schedule because they three, they play three games in the first Sick. four days, which they are the only team to play three games in the first four days of the week. Get your Ricard Raquel's ready. I can't wait for for Tuesday's episode, man. That's going to be a big trade, hopefully. I mean, I think it's going to be a quiet one, but anyway. You always say that. Uh, teams with the most off nights are Boston. Boston. Why did I say Boston? Boston. Yeah, Boston, Los Angeles Kings, Colorado, Vegas, and Anaheim. And Calgary actually has three off nights, but they only have three games. So they're kind of on the back end of this uh, of these good schedules. Easiest weeks. By far, I think Colorado's got the easiest road ahead. They got Arizona, Two LA games and a St. Louis game. Who in the last two games has turned it around? But um, you know they're they're no stranger to sucking lately. And Vegas, they got two LA, two Anaheim. I think that's that's pretty sexy. New York Rangers also are going to play the New Jersey Devils four times, but they they only have two off nights. So I kind of have them in a different tier. And Washington, two times Philly, Buffalo, and Boston. Pretty easy. Where 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 do you want to go first? Zach, we'll start with you, man. Like, what team do you want to highlight and talk about? I have a couple here, but I'm going to start with Boston, player that I was talking to you guys earlier about, and my my week long pickup this week, Craig Smith. He was a player I talked about, you know, earlier last week. 
or earlier this week, uh, a lot of times I like to live my own problems. Um, and I picked up Craig Smith, figure I'd do it for the week, considering he has a nice five-day matchup, starting with uh, back-to-back at the front end, back-to-back at the end. And dude has a goal and four assists so far. I am digging it. On top of the fact that he has another pretty decent week coming up here that's filled with off nights with with a back-to-back right in the middle of the week, which, you know, I'm digging it. I'm probably going to hold on to Craig Smith again, um, see how that goes. But he's still getting the he's still getting the the time on the second line, which I'm liking. Dude, Craig Smith is 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 my first player to to really pick up here. Actually, strike that. I'm sorry. Uh, he's also getting a little on the top line as well. Yeah, oh, that's what I was going to bring up. Is that they they've been trying to get Pasta going just because he's been he's been like cold, quote unquote cold for his own averages. Uh, so they they did bump Pasta up to that top line to try and get him going again. But like you're saying, man, even Craig Smith on the second line is still pretty attractive. 11 points in his last nine games. So this isn't just a, a this week thing. He's got great shot volume, good hits to go with it. Um, 13% owned, so super available, man. This is this is this is a pick that people could actually, you know, it's going to move the needle for you. Uh, I think Nick Ritchie on the same team. He's pretty good. He's got 22 hits in his last nine games, over two hits a game. Five points to go with it. Not doing too much, but, uh, you know, he's no Craig Smith or anything. But, you know, Nick Ritchie, top power play. Not a bad look. And I, I'm going to turn the table over to you guys because, you know, David Krejci. So, yeah, I've had it. Go. Just, we know all about David Krejci. He's been cold the last couple of games, actually, but he's he's David Krejci. He won't stay cold for too long. I think if yeah, if you can stomach a center only, like he's he's a pretty good, he's solid, you know. I, he's a good he's a good ad, and he's honestly a week long ad, um, if not a hold. Uh, so moving on here, uh, where do you feel like going next? Well, I I did want to add on Krejci that if if Grizzlick and McAvoy are out, then he sees power play one time. But um, I want to go to Colorado. I want to talk about a couple guys there. Jonas Donskoy, um, pointless in his last four. So this is going to lead me into my next player, who's Nazem Kadri, is a just-go check at 74%. I think with Donskoy being so cold, you know, people are are starting to lose faith in Kadri a little bit um, because he just lost power play one. But, you know, if, if he gets that back, he, he goes up even more. So, you know, just-go check on Nazem Kadri at 74%. One in four leagues, he's available. Andre Burakovsky, three points in his last four games. Yay. Yeah, like we can't we can't talk about Colorado and Yay. not talk about him at thirty eight percent. So straight. I love the schedule coming up for Colorado. I think Vegas probably only has the the only better schedule, except they're on the road a bunch. So I don't know how that plays into it, but um, yeah, I mean Donskoy, Kadri, and Burakovsky are guys to look at there. I would probably, I mean Kadri obviously at the top, but I, I, to me, I like Burakovsky uh, better than Donskoy at this point. You know, absolutely. I I would drop. Uh, we we talked about this the other day. I would straight up drop Donskoy to pick up Burakovsky. Straight up, same team, one for one. Donskoy seems to do this like once a year. Just go on a heater and then clock out. So I'm not saying it's you know it's over or anything, but uh, you know what is it? It's four, maybe five games now that we haven't seen anything. And Burkowski's still doing things. Like Burkowski's just slow and steady and reliable. Where Donskoy's like really low floor, really high ceiling, apparently. So 
yeah, five games pointless here. Um, ten shots in in five games. No more five shot games or anything. So things are less interesting there. Raj, what about you, man? What uh, what team do you want to hit on? Uh, I really like the Rangers, uh, to be honest. I like uh, Colorado, obviously, um, as well. But um, Rangers have just been so offensively crazy. And they do have some guys that are starting to play. I mean, obviously, you've got the big boys like Panarin and Fox, and everybody's great up there. But very owned. Um, Kreider's even up to 80% now, so he's pretty much owned. You already mentioned Truba in the case of peripherals. He's uh, one of the more solid peripheral beasts out there. But, you know, as has been brought up, Colin Blackwood and Blackwell, sorry, and his uh, six goals and an assist in the last uh, eight games. That's that's nice at 2% as an opportunity there. Our boy Buchnevich is up to 75, so he's finally not gettable. But um, the young guys who have been shit-talking, as has everybody for the last couple of years, Kako and Lafreniere are doing it now, finally. Not crazy, but they are starting to produce. Lafreniere's got three goals in his last eight. Not bad. Not bad. Kako with five points in his last eight. So again, uh, probably not week-long hold guys, um, but with a week against New Jersey who stunk and lost their two veteran players it could be uh it could be a good week for these guys to to really sort of shore up their position here um, and really go for some offense so i like i like uh taking some flyers on the on the rangers yeah i'd, I'd go for blackwell second line with panarin like they're meshing really well to the point where i think you know his his spot there is pretty safe power play two time as well with like buchnevich kako and uh truba Lafreniere getting no power play time from the looks of it. I want to talk about Anaheim here. Now they have, they have a very, they're, hmm, I don't want to put this. It's like half and half. So they play San Jose the first half and then Vegas the second half. I am going to go for Ricard Raquel just because I think he's not going to be in Anaheim. Like he could get traded. And I think he's, he's one of the guys that might actually benefit from a trade. He's, for lack of a better term, probably the biggest fish in Anaheim. And, you know, you go somewhere else, you you still have a chance to be pretty relevant. Um, there's a couple spots in, in Boston where I could see him in the top six. There's a couple plays in Toronto I could see him in the top six. Edmonton could make a play. Florida could make a play. Uh, you think about all the teams that, <clears throat> you know, are really pushing. Um, let's Let's just run through all of these playoff teams and see which ones don't have a top six spot. Maple Leafs, they got a top six spot available. Tampa Bay, no. Avalanche, not really. Not really. Maybe second line. Second line, they definitely do. You think think Brandon Saad is a viable second liner? No. Carolina, I think, you know, instead of Jesper Fast, I I haven't heard anything about Tebo Teravainen, so I don't know if he's coming back anytime soon. So Carolina could sure as shit make a play for Raquel. Uh, The Capitals, I don't know. Yeah, I guess that Connor Sherry spot could be... Uh, Ricard Raquel instead. Panthers, they got a ton of money. The Pittsburgh Penguins, this this sounds like something that they would do if they don't go for our boy Lawton. Um, Vegas, they always find a way to do something. Edmonton, sure, I think they could do it too. Like Cahoon has obviously not worked out. Uh, Winnipeg, no, I'm pretty sure they have zero money. Winnipeg or uh, Minnesota, not so much money and too many wings. I think Raquel could be fun. But uh, yeah, anyway, uh, Anaheim. I think uh, Drysdale... 
He's got two points in his last five, power play two. There's nothing really too exciting going on here. Josh Manson's the highest rated player by Yahoo with 20 hits and, and 12 blocks. Yanni Hockenpah, not really hitting as much, man. Six hits or Hockenpah. 16 hits in his last six. So that, that four hits a game average that he's been riding all year is, is dipped closer to like three. That's a bummer. I need you, buddy. So time to move on? Yes, yes. Uh, Vegas? I actually wanted to go I wanted to go L.A. next. Let's do it. I wanted to go L.A. just because of, uh, you know, the Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. Um, I I like that. You know, Monday has nine games, so maybe you might not use them on Monday, but I think that this would be a decent week long. Um, and this is only if he is still on the Kings coming up. That's Alex Ayafalo. Hmm. I actually think Alex Ayafalo might get traded here. Um, he is an unrestricted free agent, um, and everything you know, is pointing towards they want to re-sign him, but contract talks seem to have stalled for the most part. Um, And if they're not going to be able to re-sign him, then they're going to want to get something in return. Um, Right now, he's top line, top power play, if he still is on the Kings. But I kind of see that as maybe they are, you know, kind of spotlighting him. Um. But I think that he would fit on a lot of teams. And there are a lot of teams that are looking for a left winger. I think, you know, Toronto is looking for a left winger. I think he would look fantastic next to, you know, on either of those top two lines. Alex Ayafalo is a a big one for me. Um, If they can't re-sign him, then they are going to trade him. Um, and And if he doesn't want to play for them, then I would too. Um, contract talks are, are, are slowing down, then do it, get it over with. Uh, if he's not going to play for you and I don't blame him. Um, I, I don't, you know, I wouldn't really want to play for the Kings either. That's just me. And they, they have enough prospects to make. They'll, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. Oh, uh, they're actually, uh, yeah, I, I, I love their prospect pool. They have so one L- of my favorite prospect pools. LA but, but has... We can, LA has Vegas twice and Colorado twice. What are you telling people that own Calvin Peterson this week? Ugh, ouch. <laughs> Just ouch. 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 I'm sorry, man. Yeah, it's um, be tough you know, in, in deep, in deep leagues though, I'm not dropping Cal Peterson like in deep, deep leagues. Um, they have but I personally see him more as a streamer than anything, but that's just me. What about your boy, Jared Anderson Dolan, man? Three goals in his last seven, nine shots. Dude, what about it, right? (laughs) He's only 1% on, so I think this is like a really, really deep league play uh, to the point where... Who thought it except for me? You know, you don't want to take this kind of swing in in your playoffs or anything, but, you know, he's doing shit. He's doing shit. Dude, every every now and then, I'm down for a jab. Sure. Uh, Vegas, or... uh, Sorry, Raj. Who's your Who's your guys? Uh, well, I got a couple of teams left. One I was looking at um, that I really like, especially in the front half of the week, is the Winnipeg's. Um, we talked quite a bit about them already. Uh, they got a couple of Ottawa games early in the week, which is Ottawa games. So that's good. Um, and like we said, Cop is, uh, you know, he, he's pretty owned up at this point, 61%. 
Um, so he is still available for some folks. Um, he's actually up to basically as owned as PLD at this point. So PLD's down in the 60s. Morrissey's still available. Lowry, if you want a deep cut and a lot of hits. You know, the guy who I always bring up when he gets the opportunities is Appleton is playing PP1 right now. Cops got line one, but Appleton's actually got the power play for some reason. Uh, and then the other guy to look at there uh, is Persuade. I'll probably get one of those two Ottawa games, and that's almost a sure thing. Persuade's great, and uh, Ottawa's not great. So there's quite a, quite a bit available in Winnipeg, actually. Don't you dare mm-hmm. forget about Paul Stastny. Don't he you scored dare tonight, fucking didn't he? Uh, I like points. Fuck yeah, he scored tonight. He helped. He helped me Shout get a Connor Hellebuck win. He's gone. Well, Connor Hellebuck helped me get a Connor Hellebuck win. But hey, Paul Stastny still got me some points. One too. assist in seven games is rough. Goal tonight. Goal tonight. Uh, not... uh, yeah, and he got a goal tonight. Calm your tits. Okay. He's still good mm-hmm. and still a viable streamer. And still, you know, a viable person to just have on my team. That's because I like Paul Stastny. I do, too. Screw you, man. I do, too. It just sucks that he's tied with Dylan DeMello in the last seven games. Dude, he's had, he's had three shots on goal in his last four games straight. I'm down for that kind of shit. Keep it going, Stas. Nasty So I got Stas. Vegas. Uh, Chandler Stevenson is pretty much like... He's really all you can get. Alex Tuck is... I mean, Alex Tuck is there. The Alex ceiling Tuck. is there. It's yeah, just he hasn't shit. been. That's my issue. Is I, I, you know, if you need a streamer, you got enough ads to the point where, like, you know, you could like in some leagues for us, Zach, we have we have seven ads, so one ad a night. Uh, you know, fine. Take a take a shot on Alex Tuck if there's no one else out there. But um, yeah, uh, Chandler Stevenson is kind of my choice. Bunch of you know, three points in his last five shots are are not what he does best. But, you know, top line, you got to go for it, like between patches. And it's just a deployment stream, man. Like he's he's got it. He should be doing stuff. Um, hopefully, hopefully it keeps up. Thomas friggin Nosek is um, I think he took a night off from his absolute tear, but that doesn't stop the fact that he has been on an absolute tear. Uh, yeah. So two games pointless, but one, two, three, four, five, like dude's been on a tear for so long. It's nuts. And he the minutes like run around 13 I, I i it's it's a gamble it's a gamble it's a big gamble but uh he he has been doing it there's there's so many of these guys like ross colton michael bunting oliver wallstrom before that thomas nosick just a bunch of these really like depth ads doing 13 minutes a night scoring all types of fucking points which is nuts uh the last team i got is washington so i don't know who you guys got to to close it out I didn't mind San Jose. Um, I know, I know, but uh, more in a streamer situation. Just if there's you're looking for guys to fill holes. Yeah, I mean the middle um, week. There's a few Wednesday, go Friday. check. There's uh, in the fifty sixty percent range. There's Meyer, Hurdle, and Carlson, who everyone's given up on. You know, they any of those guys, even Meyer, can have a huge night on any given night in in every category. It took a lot for me to already talk about Eric Carlson once today. I'm just that's we've said enough. We've said enough. Uh, and then, but then in the under twenty percent category, uh, Ferraro is a great banger. Uh, we've seen that a bunch. LeBanc has been playing well, um, six points in his last few games. And then uh, Mr. Sure Thing, 100% sustainable uh, Balsers. 
He was nuts. Five points in his last seven. I don't know what's Tons going on. Shots. <laughs> filling yeah. stats. Yeah, Balser's is is nuts. That's it. That's really it. And I mean, like you mentioned earlier, if if you have a, a league where getting pelted <laughs> and percentage doesn't Martin matter, then, then Martin Jones is it. <laughs> so Washington to clean up on my end is is Garnet Hathaway. Justin Schultz has been doing it too. He's got five points in his last eight. Peripheries, not so much there. Like one each hit in a block. Uh, the sh- the shots are back. If you want periphery, go to go Orlov, Orlov. Yeah, that's yeah. the answer for for periphery. Uh, if you need hits, it's Hathaway. He's got like thirty. He's he's picking up all the hits that Tom Wilson's not. So there there there's that. Yeah, there, there's really not too much going or available here. Brendan Dillon crunching a little bit. Yeah, not too much. I think Justin Schultz kind of. He jumps off the page. He's been doing a lot. Even though he's set power play too, like that's a power play that Ovechkin's going to be on just because he plays the entire power play. So there, there's at least an option. Zach, do you got any uh, teams left there? Uh, no, that rounds me out, my friend. So let's do your favorite streamer of the week. If you had one forward, one defenseman that you talked about, who would it be? One for a week. Week long. long's tough for me this week. Week long is tough. But I do like Burakovsky. I'm going to stick with Craig Smith again. I'm going to stick with Craig Smith. I uh, went with him last week. Did me justice. Um, even though early on in the week, I like Alex I like Alex Galchenyuk. Uh, he's on that top line with Marner's Matt, uh, Marner and Matthews, which seems to be working pretty well. He's a great third-wheel option. So that's my early week. But if I had to go whole week, I'm going to go Craig Smith. I'm feeling, I'm feeling frisky. This is something I don't usually do is chase trades. But Ricard Raquel, you know, best-case scenario – he gets moved. Worst case scenario, he stays and he plays San Jose first half of the week. And then, you know, Vegas. But it, there there could be two things that happen. So he could either like have a wave of relief that he didn't get traded and just be just play, you know. So I like Raquel there. Defense. Who you guys digging? Uh I kinda like Unfortunately, I Okay, go ahead, Raj. Because I want I want a minute to try to talk myself out of what I was going to say. That means it's Carlson. Okay. Uh, mine's short. Yeah, probably. I like uh, Morrissey, actually. Just just like what Winnipeg's got going on right now. And um, the type of team they are, I can see them playing pretty solidly here on out. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Morrissey. Do you need another minute to talk yourself out? No, I do kind of like Eric Carlson this week. I, I don't hate it. He is available. He's playing Anaheim two times in the beginning of the week. Then he has a back-to-back on Friday and Saturday. And you can drop him on Saturday. So as far as a week-long ad goes, that week-long ends on Saturday, and you can pick up another player for Sunday. I like I like that kind of shit. Um, uh, other than that, I mean, you, you also have uh, the only other person I was kind of wavering against is P.K. Subban, who is also always on the trade block and also has a decent, decent schedule. I'm going Jared Spurgeon again. So second week in a row, I'll take Spurgeon. I love their schedule. They got St. Louis one more time, Arizona two-time San Jose. So I think Spurgeon's a good call. Four games. Yeah, I like that. easy. I like outside that. Of the, outside of St. Louis. And, and he's been trending up both in terms of roster ship and performance. So I'll ride it. I'll keep riding it. But yeah, guys, that's it for our week 13 preview. If you guys want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at FHF Hockey. You can also get at us in the Discord, uh, which is linked on the Twitter. So check that out. And until next time, guys, we love you. Love you. Love you.